You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. Today we do our first giveaway of the BYU gear that I've collected over the last little bit. We'll be giving more of this away over the coming weeks as we gear up for college football season, but our first winner will be announced on today's podcast. Stay tuned for that. Also going to look at a schedule proposal for the 2020 season by our good friend Jeff Hansen over at Cougar Sports Insider. I thought you did a good job really breaking things down for the Cougars. We'll examine that. Continue the player countdown series as well. The best Cougar to have worn the number 36. A great field of finalists in that group. And of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at rockauto.com as well as All Guard Pest Control. And we'll tell you about both of them here in a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get it started here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 29th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. As I mentioned in the open, coming up here in just a little bit, we'll announce our first winner of our giveaway. A big thank you to all of you who have left us ratings and reviews on the podcast feed, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's been great to hear your guys' feedback on the show, and I can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Let's start off though today talking a little bit about BYU's football schedule for this upcoming fall. It looks like for all intents and purposes BYU is probably not going to play a 12 game schedule. If they were able to pull it off, great, but I don't think that they'll be pulling it off because it just looks like everybody in the entire sport is probably going to play a shortened schedule looking more around like 10 games, kind of similar to what the Big 10 and the Pac-12 have already announced. Granted, they're going with conference games only. In the case of the Pac-12, it sounds like they're going to just add one extra conference game for each team. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out for them. But I think the rest of the sport, you're going to see about 10 games. Uh, obviously, the Big 12, it sounds like for all intents and purposes, they want to go with 12 games if at all possible. And hey, more power to them. If you can get it and get those extra game checks that would come in as a result of playing a full regular season slate, do it by all means obviously there's so much money at stake right now in college sports especially in college football that i can't blame any any individual athletic department or conference for thinking you know what we need to really build up and bolster ourselves by playing as many games as possible byu is no exception to this there's no doubt about that they need the financial backing that the college football season would bring for them but I look at it, and I'm guessing, and it, some it's part guess and part educated guess, I guess, after talking to some people inside the BYU football program, is that BYU is probably looking at a 10-game schedule. If everything were to go perfectly and they could play 12 games, like I said, they would do it. They would take that extra money. But I think that right now it looks about 10 games is going to be BYU slate. And our good friend Jeff Hansen over at Cougar Sports Insider, part of the 24/7 Sports Network, actually did a really really good job kind of putting together a schedule for BYU that I thought was pretty well done. I think he used some good information to really piece things together. And let's run down the teams he has added to BYU's schedule along with some of the notable uh, 
retractions, I guess, or deductions, or I don't know how you would term that exactly. But he actually starts off with BYU playing week zero, which would be August 29th at Oklahoma State. Yesterday, the NCAA uh, Division I Council greenlit a proposal from the oversight committee which handles football that would allow all college football programs if they want to to move games to this quote-unquote week zero which is the weekend of august 29th the weekend before labor day and that's why i think jeff did a good job here putting a game on that date that would mean byu would kick off the season exactly a month from today it's july 29th they would open up august 29th under jeff's proposal at oklahoma state oklahoma state obviously needs a game because they lost a big-time game against Oregon State that they had scheduled. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys are a good program, but have been under the, under the microscope this past offseason. Mike Gundy, their head coach, wearing a very controversial T-shirt, drawing the ire of some of his star players and a number of other issues with that program. But you can't uh, discount the fact that Oklahoma State is a brand name. They're a good team, and it would be, I think, a fantastic opening game for BYU. Then in Week 1, officially Labor Day weekend, Jeff has what everybody expects – versus Alabama. He has this game at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas still. I don't think there's any way that game gets played there. It could, I suppose, but I don't think it's going to happen. I would guess, and everything that I've heard indicates that this game more than likely will be played in Tuscaloosa, Alabama at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Obviously, if you're a BYU football fan, that would be kind of a dream scenario to go watch a game there at Bryant-Denny. I don't anticipate many fans, if any, being in the stands at that type of a game, but in terms of a first two weeks weeks of a season at Oklahoma State and at Alabama. That's two big names, and BYU'd have their work cut out for them, but in terms of the overall exposure, you'd have some a lot of eyeballs on you with those two games. Then in week two, we act, uh, Jeff Hansen continues on here. He actually adds an FCS game that's not North Alabama later in the season. He actually adds Portland State from the Big Sky Conference. Obviously, BYU doesn't want to really just load up on all Power 5 teams, and this would be a nice break, I think, after uh, two back-to-back road games at Oklahoma State and at, of course, a juggernaut like Alabama. You come home, let your guys heal up a little bit, take on Portland State, date and hopefully roll them and get ready then it ramps right back up because jeff at week three has byu heading to Aggieland, texas a&m and that would be a monster game in its own right kyle field one of the pantheons of college football and a team jimbo fisher is actually doing a good job building that and it's looking more and more like these uh these games are going to have few fans, if any, in the stands, but still, you'd be going to one of the cathedrals of college football, and in the first four weeks of the season, under the proposal that Jeff's put forward here, you would have played at two SEC teams, added a Big 12 team, and had your home opener against an FCS team. I think it wouldn't be a bad deal. Then he continues. Jeff has a bye week in week four. Obviously, there are going to be multiple bye weeks, I feel like, built into this schedule to allow for movement of games. Let's say one week, your opponent has an outbreak of COVID-19. They need to really shut things down for a bit. Well, guess what? You look for a corresponding bye week for both of you and then schedule the game at that point. This season is going to be all about flexibility, and I think it's going to be paramount 
paramount to make sure that games get done is to be able to be flexible when games are being played, if they're going to be played, etc. Then Jeff really breaks into more of the games we expected to see from BYU. Week 5 against Utah State, which is currently the first officially scheduled game for the Cougars. Week 6 hosting Missouri. That'd be three SEC teams for BYU on the schedule. And I'm telling you, this 10-game slate under what Jeff has written would be almost as good, if not better, I feel like, than what BYU originally had for this coming season. And it looked pretty good on paper going in. Then week seven against Houston, a regularly scheduled game that BYU had on the slate. So those three games go in order. Then week eight by Jeff actually writes here, this game was supposed to be the Northern Illinois game. And he thinks that this game is going to be canceled. I think it very well could be because the, the comments from the athletic director out there at NIU seem to indicate he wants to see football played in the spring. And if that were to become the case, obviously you probably see this game get canceled. It opens up another bye week for BYU, opens up them to be able to have that flexibility with other games on the schedule. And then the next week after that, he's got BYU playing at Boise State. It's a rivalry game, a regional foe. You could bust to this game to avoid air travel if need be. That game probably is on unless the Mountain West Conference says, you know what, we're not doing it. And then an interesting note here, another Mountain West team on the schedule for BYU that Jeff actually thinks BYU wouldn't play is at San Diego State, uh, scheduled to come to Provo in the return trip of a home-and-home series be interesting to see them cancel that game outright and have a bye week there as well and then finish up the season with another FCS game against Idaho State under the current proposal or the current rules for this upcoming season you actually can count two FCS games as bowl eligible games or bowl eligible wins and he has Idaho State from up there in Pocatello a really regional game once again and then finishing off with a big one here speaking of what Jeff Hansen's written week 12 against Notre Dame the game happens in pro because guess what? Notre Dame owes BYU a game and they make good on it. I have my doubts it'll actually happen, but hey, you never know. And like I said, everything that Jeff has written here, I would subscribe to as saying, you know what, in terms of 10 games, this might be as exciting a schedule as BYU's had. Granted, you'd be playing most of the big games on the road. Your biggest team coming into Provo is either Notre Dame or Missouri. I would venture to say that Notre Dame's a bigger brand name than the Tigers, but I think all things considered, if you were able to put together a schedule of this caliber with just 10 games versus the 12 game slate you originally had, and you've done a lot of this on the fly, putting games back onto the schedule, working with multiple other programs and conferences to get things set up. I think you would actually be quite pleased, and I would hope you are quite pleased as a BYU fan with that type of a slate, but we'll find out. A lot of decisions to come. The ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 have to announce what they're planning on doing this fall, and once that happens, I think you really start seeing see things fall into place for BYU, and here's hoping that these programs, these conferences decide, you know what, we'd like to play conference games only, but we're going to play one or two non-conference games, and that's when things open up for the Cougars, and looking forward to seeing what they can do this coming fall. So there you go. A great proposal from Jeff Hansen. Go to Cougar Sports Insider or 247sports.com. You can read up on it. I'll link it in the show notes as well. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get to our player countdown series. Who is the best Cougar, former Cougar, to have worn the number 36 as we continue to count you down to the college football season? We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. I've talked to you guys a lot about this company recently, but I have to say, I love what rockauto.com, their business model is like, because they do a great
great job making sure that auto parts customers and all of us rely on our vehicles. I have a daily commuter that I drive to and from work in my day job each and every day. And I rely on that thing. It needs to stay up and running if at all possible. And I've had a couple of parts come in recently for it, including a door handle that I had to have replaced. And I ordered it all at rockauto.com. It was really simple. I looked up my car, the model year, the model exact that I have, said I need this. They came up with all the different options that you had available to you. And you can search by price. You can search by specifications. You can search by year, whatever it might be. You can search for everything you need. And you can get the right part for your vehicle. And it's shipped, the best part is to directly to your door. It comes right to your home. You can get great prices always at rockauto.com. Professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike get the same price. Your mechanic can't go to rockauto.com, put in a special code, and get a better price. And the best part is you don't have to even join rockauto.com. There's not some subscription or membership to get these prices. It's a 20-year-old company serving auto parts customers online. They want to make your life as simple as possible, as easy as possible, and they do it by giving you the right price on all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out, guys. It's rockauto.com. When you stop by, make sure to write down locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you but check them out i'm telling you you will find all the parts you could ever imagine you don't have to go to the auto parts store now and be stuck with one or two options you have all of the options available to you at rockauto.com reliably low prices amazing selection all the parts your car truck or suv will ever need that's our good friends at rockauto.com the 2020 BYU Player Countdown Series has been a ton of fun to do, guys. It's been a blast. We are now 36 days away from when BYU is scheduled to kick off their college football season. And we don't know when the games are ultimately going to begin. As we just talked about week zero, August 29th, obviously we'll put our countdown going into the second week of the season in theory for BYU if it were to happen that way. But I think the fun part about all of this is, yeah, despite the fact that we've had everything really thrown for a loop, still having a ton of fun talking about some of the greatest players in BYU sports history, particularly football. And I hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. A great comment came in on our Apple feed in terms of a comment from LaMelo Ball underscore 11. He said, Hey Jake, love the show and enjoy listening every day. He says, as a teenager BYU fan, so young young buck, I was wondering if you could spend a little more time each day telling us about all of the finalists and their history as part of the BYU Athletics Department, as I find it to be a very good way to learn about some of the fantastic players that I didn't get to go see in person. And getting some Nike gear wouldn't hurt. Hey, nice nice, nice try there, LaMelo Ball. We'll get that giveaway here in just a minute, but your comment is well taken. I think I could do a better job explaining about some of these players and what they did in a BYU uniform. So let's run down the best players to wear the number 36 in BYU football history. We had former BYU defensive back Eddie Sampson, who played for BYU in the mid-1990s, played on the Copper Bowl team as well as the Cotton Bowl team, had a great run from 1994 to 1996, had over 160 different, 160 different tackles, 160 tackles overall, 11 pass breakups, had a Monster season in 1995, I think 105 total tackles, if I'm not mistaken. Eddie Sampson is a defensive back that maybe doesn't get his due amidst some of the other great defensive backs in the 1990s. You think of guys like Derwin Gray, Omar Morgan, Tim McTire. Well, Eddie Sampson was a pretty good player in his own right, and I think he's getting his just due being a finalist in today's list. Former BYU linebacker Bob Davis also on this list. Bob Davis played for BYU in the late 80s and if you wanted a wild man at linebacker, and there have been plenty of them from BYU's past, Bob Davis may be among the 
tops. A guy who was fearless on the field, flew around making all kinds of tackles, but also fearless in terms of in front of a microphone. He claimed at one point to have received impermissible benefits uh, while he was at BYU, but didn't implicate anybody like Lavelle Edwards while he was doing it. It was such a weird story when I was reading about it and just it was just like, okay, this is nonsensical. But Eric Burgesson, one of his former teammates, pretty much said, yeah, anything that Bob says or does, I would take with a grain of salt. So take it for what it's worth. But Bob Davis, just an absolute animal on the field, collecting all kinds of tackles in the late 80s and just played the game with a reckless abandon. Another linebacker on this list, Rod Wood, played for BYU in the mid to late 70s, had a monster number of tackles. I think something like 390 around there. So just monster tackle numbers his entire career. I would. I didn't know much about Rod Wood, to be honest with you, Lamelo Ball underscore eleven. I was reading about him and just looking at some of these finalists. And I'm like, man, those are some monster numbers he put up on some of the better teams of the 1970s. You can think from 1975 to 1978, he overlapped with guys like Gifford Nielsen on offense, a quarterback, as well as the early run with Mark Wilson and some good players there. But his numbers on defense were just marvelous, and I think it was an easy selection to include him here. And the funny thing about a lot of these guys who I learning about a little bit similar to like Rod Wood that played in the 70s on defense their numbers are great but they were overshadowed by just the revolutionary offenses that Lavelle Edwards was putting on the field his quarterbacks the quote-unquote quarterback factory as you guys all know really overtook what BYU was all about and the defensive players who stood out on those teams probably didn't get their right or just do for what they did to keep BYU in games and slow down the opposition. But hey, when you have a revolutionary offense, that's what everybody seems to love. They love scoring points. And Rod Wood some great numbers. And then our final finalist today was former BYU running back Eric Lane. Played in 1979 and 1980 for the Cougars. A great running back. Played on that 1980 Holiday Bowl team the Miracle Bull as we all know it so another great player from an era past or eras past for BYU football and I just look at these four finalists and I think the voting in this in terms of the fan vote came out as expected Bob Davis won the vote or is winning the vote currently with 37.5% Eddie Sampson in second place with 32.8% Eric Lane with 28.1% and Rod Wood as I mentioned I was learning about him for the first time well he come he comes in last with 1.6%. Looking at all of the finalists here, I'm actually going to pick Bob Davis because I have seen things that Bob Davis did in a BYU uniform, and he was just an animal on the field. I already said this earlier. He just would fly around the field, played with reckless abandon. And like I said, he never met a microphone. He wasn't afraid to say something about, and hey, Mad respect for that. He he was a media's dream, I guess so you could say it, during his playing days at BYU. And wearing a unique number, 36 is not a typical number for a linebacker, but Bob Davis, just an absolute freak on the field, went out and absolutely hammered people. And I think as a just recipient of the best Cougar to have worn the number 36 today on the Locked On Cougars podcast. The fun part about all of this is, is we're spawning off other media organizations doing their own player countdown series. And 
it's cool to see our good friends over the hive sports they're doing a great job with it incorporating all of the football teams in the state and and i think it's cool to see that uh the deseret news launching yesterday they're going to do the best players in terms of byu football and we'll probably utilize their list to a degree as we as we look it over maybe disagree with them a little bit they launched their list yesterday going one through 19 they're going to count up rather than count down like we've been doing but hey we all know where this started right here on the locked on cougars podcast all right coming up here in just a second we'll catch up on everything that's going on in byu sports news as well as getting to our giveaway first recipient of some byu nike gear we'll get to here in just a moment today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at all guard pest control i told you a lot about them but they are a local company based in utah county but capable of servicing anybody up and down the wasatch front if you need pest control services check this company out my wife had them come out probably about a month ago now maybe a little bit over a month and i have to say the service was fantastic and our house we haven't seen as many pests as we would have expected this time of year simply due to the fact that we had our good friends at all guard pest control come out we had a spider problem normally when the spring slash summer begins and this year I haven't seen a spider that I can recall in my home. And I think that's a all big credit to what all guard pest control did for us. Obviously all of you have issues with your residences, whether it's wasp nests, whether you've got rats, termites, whatever it might be with your pest control needs, trust our good friends at all guard pest control to take care of you guys. Seth Baird is the owner of the company, a huge BYU fan. He would love to take care of you guys. You can give them a call anytime. 801-851-1812. Tell them the law. Locked on Cougar Sension when you call them. So that way they know that you're supporting both the podcast and their company. As I said, I trust All Guard Pest Control to take care of my home. I hope you'll trust them to take care of yours. They will make sure that everything you need taken care of is taken care of. And if it's not, they will make sure it's fixed and make sure that you are 100% satisfied. Their online reviews are absolutely marvelous. You can search them out online and you'll see five-star reviews up and down every type of uh, platform out there, Google, etc. They are the best of the best. And they do it the right way. That's what I love about this company. So give them a call. Trust them with your business. That's All Guard Pest Control. Phone number 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can learn more about them by checking them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. As we wrap up a Wednesday edition of the show, let's run down some of the news we need to get to in terms of the BYU athletic department. Let's first off say a rest in peace to former BYU men's wrestling coach Fred Davis. Uh, the former NCAA individual champion was the coach for the Cougars in the 1960s and 70s, the most uh, successful era of BYU men's wrestling. And this is a pretty successful program overall. Uh, BYU men's wrestling, until it was cut around the turn of the century, they had a good run. And Fred Davis took them to heights that were never before accomplished and have never since been accomplished, obviously. But Fred Davis passed away July 24th at the age of 86 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is an Oklahoma native. I wrestled at what was then Oklahoma A&M, now Oklahoma State. He was born in Waldo, Arkansas on February 16th, 1934. He was a three-time All-American from 1954 to 1956. I ended up uh, coming to BYU in 1964 from the state of Oklahoma to assume the head coaching position at BYU. Ended up coaching the Cougars for 20 years until 1984. Uh, had 18 All-Americans, 59 Western Athletic Conference champions, and BYU claimed the conference championship in 15 of his 20 seasons and finished runner-up four times. So essentially, BYU was never outside the top two out 
in just one time in his 20-year run as head coach at BYU. He had the best finish in, in BYU wrestling history at fourth place in 1973 in the NCAA championships. He was honored as the NCAA coach of the year that year for his efforts and had a great run. Ended up leaving BYU in 1984 to go home and take care of his ailing mother, his aging mother, and then ended up coaching at the high school ranks out there in Oklahoma for a number of years after that. But hey, a legend in the BYU athletic department. And like I said, BYU men's wrestling had a great run until it was cut. It was a sport that I was sad to see go away because wrestling's an exciting sport and it's also a dying sport. Uh, I feel like anymore, if you can find programs that have division one wrestling, man, they're like men's volleyball anymore. Kind of an endangered species Uh, up the road from BYU, Utah Valley University is the only division one wrestling program in the state of Utah and credit to them. They found a niche that they can they can tap into there and I think it's a sport that if BYU had their way, it might have stayed on. But obviously, Title IX issues, et cetera, made the decision for them, and they had to cut the program. But hey, rest in peace to a legend, uh, Fred Davis, uh, an absolute legend in the BYU athletic department. And hey, we'll miss him. I think the world's worse for losing a guy of his caliber. All right. Now let's get to it, guys. The moment you've all been waiting for. I've had you guys waiting on all show long. You've been looking forward to this. Who is going to win our first giveaway of some BYU Nike gear that I've got? Well, guess what? The good news is if you don't win today, we'll do more of these over the coming weeks as we get closer and closer to the college football season. But our winner today, and kind of the background on how I did this, I took all of your guys' suggestions and all of your guys' ratings. I put them into a random number generator, something I do for my radio job on occasion, and assigned a number to each of these different reviews. And I said, start it randomly ran the generator i ran it five different times and our winner today is chucker d uh here's his tag on his review on apple podcast said longtime fan he says this is a must listen for any cougar fan i found the pod about three months ago jake does a great job running down the latest news and the interviews are informative and interesting i've been a non-lds byu loving fan of the cougars from long island since the 1980 miracle bowl against smu this is my morning breakfast go-to pod well chucker d you have won some byu nike gear please reach out to me email me you can email the show anytime locked on byu at gmail.com we'll get you some of this byu nike gear sent out to you out there on long island and a big thank you for your support of the podcast glad you found it and glad you enjoy it each and every day over breakfast like i said more giveaways to come in coming weeks i've got more than I know what to do with in terms of BYU gear that I've collected over the years, but the Nike gear that I'm giving away, it's all brand new stuff, stuff I've picked up in the last couple of months, and I want to reward you guys who've supported the podcast. You may have noticed I haven't been pubbing this giveaway on social media. I wanted to make it for you guys who listen to the show so you actually know what's going on and you guys actually get rewarded rather than somebody on social media seeing it and then swooping in and taking the rewards after seeing it on social media. So thank you to Chucker D and the rest of you who have left us ratings and reviews continue to leave them we'll do another giveaway probably next week maybe next wednesday at some point during the week next week we'll give away some more byu gear but chucker d please reach out to me on social media you can follow me on twitter at jacob c hatch you can follow the podcast there as well also on facebook and instagram search it out at locked on cougars or email us locked on byu at gmail.com and we'll get you that byu gear 
shipped out to you out there on Long Island. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you for your continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to be with you guys each and every day. I hope you guys are all doing well, staying home, staying safe. The numbers in terms of COVID-19 here in the state of Utah trending down, which is a positive sign. But hey, we still got a long ways to go. The nice part is it appears that football is a go. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Cougars can do this fall, and hopefully we see them play that full 10-game slate or maybe even 12 games. You never know, but hey, 10 games would be better than nothing. I think that beats the alternative. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 29th, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.